drop a tight contested ball game to the NBA leading Utah Jazz by a final score of 134 to 123 the Sixers dropped to 18 and 10 on the season still lead the East but however have now dropped their third straight game there is a lot to talk about with this game what is going on everybody RB here welcome back to Philly take with RB you know what to do hit that like hit that subscribe and that notification bell so you're instantly notified whenever I upload or go live and be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well and leave a rating and a review. So there is a lot I want to talk about in terms of this game, a lot more than I really anticipated from the beginning, given all the news, which we will dive into right now. Before we even get into the game, um, let's just talk on this Joel Embiid matter. So if you uh, didn't hear yet by any stretch or you still don't know what's going on like me, the Philadelphia 76ers had said that Joel Embiid was questionable throughout the day but it seemed apparent that he would play and throughout today you know they said he was questionable and then when doc rivers spoke pre-game uh, pre in his presser Doc Rivers said that Joel Embiid was going to play. He said he was going to play. And if you had looked at other circumstances throughout this season, usually when Doc says it in his pregame, I mean, it is the truth. Like, or even if he doesn't know, he'll say it's a game time decision or something of that nature. Uh, Joel Embiid was scheduled to play. And then moments before the game was ruled out. And it was really a sucker punch to the gut because this was a game where the Sixers could make a statement. They could finish off well on this road trip. And it's important important to talk about because it kind of hurts seeing Joel Embiid sit out this one this wasn't against um a, a team that doesn't matter it didn't it wasn't a second of a back-to-back -back. no we had a rest day yesterday and Joel Embiid has been playing at an MVP level and based off how this game went if he was in it might have made a difference I wanted to see him go up against this Utah Jazz team number one team in the east versus the number one team in the west and I thought it was going to be a great matchup so it really hurt um to see him not play this game and, and I'm pretty pissed about it does it mean everything? No, but we haven't had a lot of these matchups this season, and we haven't had a lot of chances to make statements like we could have tonight. Um, and I really think it would have gave us a better chance. Now, I don't know if it's on Joe and Embiid, if he's the one that didn't want to go. I don't know if it was on Doc Rivers. And, and I don't know if Doc lied to the media to try to disguise this against the other team. I don't know, but all I know is that this can't keep happening. It hasn't happened in a little while, but when we get to meaningful games, I, I'm not enjoying that. Look, if there's something bothering him they said it was what back tightness like always if there's something bothering him, i don't want him to play and that's that but you know in the long term we're going to need him in big games like this and it just really hurt it took the life out of us uh to see him not play this game and, I, and i'm pissed about that but it is what it is um getting to this game though it was a lot more exciting than we had originally anticipated i just got done my live play-by-play -play. i didn't really have time to go back and watch the game or, or really anything so this is really off the top of the head um my gosh there's so much to talk about i don't want to rant on forever um where do we start let's start with ben simmons because he absolutely deserves to be started with um can we talk for one second ben simmons the Ben Simmons I saw tonight is the Ben Simmons I believe is in there. It's here. It's here. He just needs to have it every night. 
I, I, I'm almost speechless based off what I saw with Ben Simmons. He had a 43-point almost triple-double in college. He had a 42-point almost triple-double tonight. It was his best game in the NBA by far without Joel Embiid. He took it upon his shoulders to lead this team and continue getting to the rack. It's unbelievable what Ben Simmons did tonight. On offense and defense, 42 points, 12 assists, and 9 rebounds, and a steal and a block for Ben Simmons, 15 for 26 from the field. Let's not even forget, because he deserves a ton of credit for this, 12 for 13 from the charity stripe. He's been criticized a lot. It's been getting much better and improving. He deserves every bit of that. And on defense, he held Donovan Mitchell 9 to 24 from the field, 24 points, um, um, but man, when Ben Simmons was, was on him, he was like a pest. He was pissing him off, frustrating it. And this is exactly the Ben Simmons that I've been waiting for. I understand with Joel Embiid out, Ben had more opportunities. I don't think he's going to go for 40 a night. But to get 42 without a jump shot, he was driving at will. They could not stop him. Big situation after big situation, he was just attacking with the exception of a few late, I would say, interesting decisions, you know, a little soft right-hand hook on Rudy Gobert, a couple other ones he passed out a few times, but other than that, um, it doesn't even matter. Ben Simmons led this team tonight, and that is the type of play we need. We don't need 40 a night, but we need that aggressive mentality because I'm telling you, they know what this man is doing, and they could not stop him. It was unbelievable. Ben Simmons had 19 in the first quarter. It was the most points in a quarter for a sixer since 2011 when Elton Brand had that many. I mean, it's unbelievable. Ben Simmons blows away his career high 42 points, and he put everyone on notice. And for him to play 38 minutes and not only contribute that way on offense but on defense, it was spectacular. I had so much fun watching Ben. If you were in the live play-by-play, -play, it was unbelievable what this man Ben Simmons did tonight. He impacted the game in so many different ways. And even if he's not going to shoot, and by the way, he did take a couple weird shots tonight, but he took some shots, some fadeaways from five feet out, a, a weird jump, a weird turn jumper, but he impacted this game. And for him to have 19 in the first, he had 21 in halftime. I'm like, is he going to continue? He needs to continue and step it up. He just went berserk for another 21 in the second half. And Ben Simmons, all he does is deserve a round of applause. This is the Ben we need. I told you guys, I'm a Ben Stan. I love the guy. If he plays like this, I got nothing to say. Oh, it was magical. And he can play this way with Joel Embiid in terms of being aggressive. He just has to pick and choose his spots. But um, sensational game from Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris, 36 points, 14 for 24 from the field. He stepped up big as well, a season high for him. 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Tobias Harris was the bucket getter when we needed it to make tough shot after tough shot late in the fourth quarter, getting pressure um, from behind, and he's just throwing it up off balance, bucket after bucket. When Ben went to the bench and Doc Rivers, I liked how he... He had either Ben running with the second unit or he had Tobias running with the second unit and Tobias took over when he needed to in that situation. Also, Ben Simmons, by the way, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. The small ball five. The, the Imagine you're, you're at one time your center bringing down the, the ball and, and he's just doing everything. It's unbelievable, man.
It's something we might need to experiment with more. But Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons without Joel Embiid led this game. Again, I'm super pissed Embiid didn't play. But man, for those two to step up the way they did, that is exactly what we need and what we called upon them for. And they went even above what we expected. It was unbelievable. Um, those two deserve everything, man. They deserve this win, honestly, with the way that they played. Um Outside of those two, again, it was horrendous. And those are my two biggest takeaways outside of that. Again, our three-point shooting was terrible. And our uh, defense, man, and our bench scoring, those are my takeaways. Like, it's just the same recurring theme. The Sixers had six, six three-point attempts at the half. At the half. Now, we were dominating in the paint, but six three-point shots at the half is crazy. Um, we ended up shooting eight for 23, 34% from behind the arc, but still, it's not going to cut it. You got the Jazz. They shot 40% from three tonight. That's what they've almost been averaging on the season. They're a team that loves to let it fly, and we had to keep it up. And we came out super hot in the first quarter, 42 points in the first quarter. And then as soon as we brought that bench in, as soon as we brought that bench, again, it went to the wayside. But, my, I mean, holy mother molasses, Ben Simmons and, and Tobias Harris, to play the way they did was unreal. I wish we could have won this game for them. Uh, we went up against a tough Jazz team, and here's the problem again. Three-point shooting, like I said, but it's it's hard because it's from your main players, right? Seth Curry had 11 in the first half, nothing in the second half. One for four, he finishes from behind the arc. Danny Green finished one for four from behind the arc, and boy, oh boy, do I have something to say about Danny Green. I'm sorry, it's time. I don't care if he's tradable. I don't care whatever he is. He cannot start for this team. He can't play for the Sixers. Unless he comes off the second unit and hits shots and does what he has to. Danny Green was so bad in this game on offense, on defense, on situational things. He was absolutely atrocious. I don't care. I'm raking him through the coals. Whether you look, we expected Danny to come in and be a three and D guy. He can't even play defense. He's slower than a turtle. He walks like a snail. And it's just bad. Danny Green is absolutely terrible right now. I keep saying there's either I hate you, Danny Green Knights, or I love you, Danny Green Knights. It seems like every night is an I hate you Danny Green night one for six from the field in 29 minutes and he did nothing on defense except get torched when he was on Mitchell he got torched by Jordan Clarkson oh my god I mean Jordan Clarkson I got respect for the guy I have respect for the Jazz they're balling out they're playing and they're like underdogs right now and I respect that but Donovan Mitchell got locked up. Nine for 24 is not a good game for Mitchell two for eight from behind the arc Jordan Clarkson had 40 off the bench and mostly was courtesy of Danny Green and Seth Curry. They are bad on defense. Look, these are our starters and they're getting torched like this. It, it just doesn't work. Curry played 37 minutes. Danny played 29 and they just did absolutely nothing, nothing. And here's, look, we take you to the fourth quarter. It seemed like the Sixers could not really get going. It seemed like they were keeping it in stride. They were keeping it within reach, but they couldn't get it to that point, right? They couldn't get over the hump because Royce O'Neal would hit a clutch three. Joe Ingles, I hate Joe Ingles, but he was balling out. He was pulling out. He had 20 points and he was doing his thing and we could not get that key stop. But then what happens? Danny Green, uh, and we'll talk about this, but the Sixers finally cut it, I think, to four points late in the fourth quarter or around the midway point. 
And the Sixers have a chance, and what happens? Danny Green doesn't get back to his man. We switch to the zone eventually. We actually switch to a zone defense, and that didn't work because Danny couldn't get back to Royce O'Neal, who hit a couple clutch threes. But we have an opportunity. Danny Green finally hits a shot in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, I mean, hoorah. Like, everybody's going nuts, right? And what does he do after that? Ben Simmons drives, dribble penetration, creates a great opportunity, and he did a lot of that this game, too. I got to give Ben credit for that. He did everything unbelievable. Um, if he, like I said, uh, Ben Simmons had an MVP caliber game tonight on both sides of the ball. But he creates a great opportunity. He kicks it to Danny Green, open for three. And what does he do? misses but not only does he miss he airballs danny green airballed three shots in this game three and that's supposed to be our starting two guard our starting wing are you kidding me is this robert covington-esque danny green is terrible he, I mean, he's playing absolutely terrible. He airballs that shot. And then even worse, to put the cupcake in there, to put the cherry on top, he doesn't get back on defense. Easy transition. Jordan Clarkson, they find him in the corner. Open three, bang. Jazz don't look back. Again, uh, O'Neal hits a couple clutch threes. Uh, Simmons tries to go in with a right-hand hook. Can't finish. Dwight can't get the rebound. And it was just over. But my And, and then to the, the cap it off, Seth Curry, I was so disappointed. Misses a layup. He tries to reverse. They didn't. The Jazz didn't even go after him. This it was a nine-point game with like a minute something left. Curry could have made it a seven-point game. He tries to reverse a layup and he misses. The production we are getting out of Curry and Danny Green is just not going to cut it in the long term. It's absolutely disappointing. Other than that, Matisse, Furkan, and Danny Green, until like six minutes left in the game, had zero points combined. It can't happen. All these Furkan defenders, I'm sorry. Like I always say, I love him when the guy, he's like Danny Green. One night, the guy will have six threes, and then every other night, he's inconsistent. Furkan is terrible. Only people in Philadelphia think Furkan Korkmaz is an actual bench piece. The guy is garbage. Another scoreless night, 0 for 5 in 20 minutes. Get him out. I mean, it's just it's just terrible. You can't sustain anything. You can't win. Thibault was two for three. He made a, a defensive impact, still had a couple bonehead fouls. But, I mean, at least he did something on defense, couple steals, couple blocks. Um, they put him on Clarkson. I thought Doc should have put him on him earlier because he was absolutely tearing apart Green and Curry. It is what it is. Um, Doc's got to make some better situational adjustments. Tyrese Max, he went three for eight, had a couple nice floaters, but then he did, again, he only played 13 minutes. Doc doesn't give him a chance to get in his rhythm. Same thing with Isaiah Joe, who only played three minutes. I feel like Maxie and Joe, since Furkan came back, have not gotten enough minutes to get in a rhythm, and therefore they can't play. I got to give credit to Dwight Howard. I mean, my God, the dude turned back the clock, played 26 minutes in the absence of Joel Embiid, and learned how to play basketball again. I mean, it was great this is what we saw the first couple games of the year i mean putting in left hand layups off the backboard grabbing boards how about 14 points and 12 boards for dwight howard was being feisty only had four fouls and i'm saying only four fouls because they a couple of them were bad but he was playing much smarter grabbing boards he did what he could setting hard screens ben simmons set a hard screen by the way and sent joe ingles into the scorers table that's how that's how great that was and, and ben simmons took this person i gotta i gotta about Ben again. I mean, he was that good. He was on. This was jaw-dropping performance, Ben. 
it sucks that we couldn't get the win um and this is the thing i wanted to say tying it all together i think ben has to play some of the small ball five with base health how he's playing and look I know Dwight played great tonight. I'll give him credit, but he, he's not going to do that consistently. I think Dwight needs to get less minutes a game, and I think Ben needs to experiment at the small ball five if we can make a way or find a way to make that feasible. I really do, because Ben Simmons was sensational. We have to keep one of our starters on with the second unit, and our second unit needs a lot of desperate help. Other than that, um, again, our three-point shooting needs to be better. Our bench scoring was bad. We out-rebounded them. We were playing hard, hustling. We shouldn't have even been in this game because the Jazz winning 18 of their last 19. They were super hot. They were letting us stay in. And, you know, I felt we could have won. But you know what, man? I got to be proud of the way that we played in the absence of Joel Embiid. That's what I'm pissed off about. And I really wish we would have got a chance to see Joel Embiid play. Um... But other than that, um, besides our first quarter, just unbelievable performance. I thought we stayed in the game well. Again, we held Mitchell to 24. Uh, Joe Ingles had 20, but Clarkson had 40. Absolutely torched us. He looked like the best six man of all time this game. Um, and other than that, Ben Simmons MVP performance. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we need this Ben every night. We need this Toby. We need this Ben. And if we get those with Joel Embiid and we get, we're going to have to acquire some shooters. If we get those boys and maybe an another center, or if we play Ben at the back of, I don't know. We get some of these, this, some of this dead weight out of here. This can be a good team. Um, I thought we put up a good performance against the Jazz. I'm excited to play them next time when we have a full roster. I want to have more of these statement games. Oh man, but what a game down late in the in the fourth quarter. Um couple if a couple things go different, we may even this may even be a one possession game, like a winnable game. Um and I didn't even talk about the defense, but I, I feel like I kind of hinted at it in certain players. Here's what I'll say about the defense. It was trash. You can't give up 134 to the Utah Jazz. I'm sure people will break it down, but look, all I saw was that look coming around screens, drop coverage after drop coverage after drop coverage, and, and teams like this who are guard heavy and they have nice wings, this is all they do to us. They come around and, and we continue to drop back. There were a couple times with Ben at the small ball five, and this might even be a perk of doing that, where he was able to switch with Toby. He was able to switch with Danny on those screens, and it really stuffed Utah. That's why we came out strong um, with the second unit in there when Ben was at the small ball five, or deep, you're not going to win a game giving up 134 points. Uh, it is what it is. Guys like Danny and Seth were just terrible on D, and it is what it is. We got to be better on defense. We got to guard these guys better. You can't give them, you can't give a team that averages almost 40% from three open threes. It just can't happen. It just can't happen. Defense needs to be better. Bench scoring, and we got to shoot the three ball better and take more of them. They said, Danny Green literally said himself, we had to take more threes. And again, uh, we kind of shot away from that early. That's just my take. Sixers drop one. Tough one, but hey, we'll get we'll bounce back. And hopefully this wakes up Simmons and lets him know that he can keep on playing like this. It was sensational, as well as Tobias Harris. And hopefully MB doesn't sit out any other games like this. I'm I'm bad about it. I wish he would have played at the end of the day. Sixers have dropped three in a row, and it's time to uh time to take a look in the mirror and see what we really need to do going forward here at the deadline to construct this team. Those are all my thoughts. You guys let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.